Hey yo, we was having a ball, and you know they asked me to get on the mic, and they asked me, can I kick it? Words. Can I kick it? Yo guys, what's going on? Today, I have a very, very special, handsome, well-to-do, amazing guest for our listening and viewing pleasures. The interesting part about it is, and everybody knows that listens to my show, I like to give hangers. Like, I don't like just jump into it. I have to like make people wait, probably because I grew up watching sitcoms and like the late 80s and 90s where it was like super suspenseful you know (laughs) yeah like my mom would watch like i think it was called like general hospital or whatever the fuck it was called Mm -hmm. and it never actually got to the point of anything it was always like build up and then there was a commercial break you know so uh the the interesting part about it is um i was on his show recently and it was an excellent, excellent interview. And a lot of people that listen to this show also listen to me on other sh- shows. And it's a, a completely different format, giving an interview and being interviewed. And, and now I'm here to interview PJ Riley. And the coolest thing about PJ is this. I didn't even realize that he was a father, let alone of three and I thought he was younger than me and I don't mean this negatively but he's not but he looks younger than me (laughs) the dude the the dude's pretty well-rounded uh former mixed martial artist doesn't fight anymore and now buys and sells dirt like PJ what do you do like buy uh mulch do you buy soil what do you what do you do (laughs) yes typically it's um right now it's uh it's urban or sorry rural uh vacant land so think of a place you'd want to go camping, fishing. Uh, you'd want to take the family out with, you know, with the RV. Um, a lot of the guys I, deal, I, I sell to are preppers. So they're, they're the off-grid kind of guy. You know, they want a place that, to go hide their guns when the, when the government comes and, and takes everything. Um, you know, in all honesty, the vast majority of the guys I deal with are just solid Americans, solid people, human beings just want to get out there and get away from it and enjoy nature. Uh, and that's, I, I'm the same way, you know, I like to have a place to kind of just get out and, and, and enjoy and, and you don't hear anything. There's no cars. You can't even hear the lights. You know, when you turn off, when you try to be as silent as possible in, in, in your office, you can still hear the lights. When you're out there in the middle of nowhere, you're on a, you're in your, your, your little five acre lot out there you can't hear anything. It's silent. It's beautiful. It's so relaxing. Um, yeah. So I buy and sell that, man. I buy the property from the owner, uh, directly from the owner. I don't, I don't mess with uh, a ton of title companies. I will sometimes, but the vast majority of time I will, uh, I'll buy the property from the owner. Um, and then I will, I'll do all the closing myself and then I'll sell the property online to the end buyer. So that's awesome. And I should have, and we're going to, well, I'm not sidestepping that we're going to dive into that, but sure. let me, let, let me correct my mistake. Right. And, and fun, fundamentally that is first and foremost, thank you for being here. 
thank you for your Thanks time. For Fundamentally, I love the <laughs> fact I love the fact that you worked out before this call. I'm like jonesing to go and work out. Like I'm working out after this call. Yeah. And and I know it's next. Like I just pounded like 800 calorie meal and I'm, <laughs> and it's like like my exercise, which is fundamentally a lot of mobility at this point in my mm-hmm. career from years of contact sports and military and mixed sure. martial arts and snowboarding and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. It's a lot of stress. It's a lot of, a lot of mobility. But th- the point is, thank you for being here, dude, and uh, giving us your time. And I look forward to digging into who you really are and um, uh, what you do and, and doing buying and selling land. Um, is intriguing, especially in this market, or at least the past yeah. two years. I, I have seen like micro cool offs. I think the the residential um, markets have cooled off significantly, mm-hmm. and will continue to cool off. Do you see? Actually, everybody knows what I think. What do you think? Oh, about residential? Yeah. I mean, I live in Denver where the the, the median price right now is $700,000. So uh, it's not as easy for um, for an investor like me. And I can really, I mean, I already have my own house, so I'll only speak towards investing, you know, wanting to buy and sell properties and, and rent them out and things like that. Um, it, it's very difficult right now. Uh, I don't I don't know. It, the, the reason, in my opinion, the reason there was a cool off is because uh, you have these uh, institutional investors coming in and they buy everything for, you know, 20% higher than your average investor can, can do. So they come in, they buy it at a higher rate. Uh, they're going to rent it out. So the, the renters still get their properties. Um, but as far as investing goes, it's absolutely cooled off for, for residential real estate. Black, BlackRock. Yeah. Companies like that. Um, you know, they come in, they, they, uh, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not at all against capitalism, man. I'm all about it. Right. But, uh, it's, it's just, um, it, it kind of puts the vast majority of, of, uh, investors at a disadvantage. So you got to like work, you know, I mean, just figure out new strategies, buy and sell land, you know, uh, what about self-storage? What about, you know, Airbnb things, think, of, you got to think outside of the box because these big institutional investors are coming in, they're taking these single family homes uh, and they're buying them at a, at an inflated rate, I guess. I've seen RV in, uh, um, mm-hmm. lots or properties, uh, trailer park properties, um, <clears throat> especially with the forecast of people going bankrupt uh, and having sure. to downsize or get kicked out of their apartments, you know, moving into the RV or trailer park communities uh, <clears throat> because they couldn't get like a referral or a landlord referral in sense, but um, you're right. You got to be creative at no matter what industry or what you do, because fundamentally there's money in every single industry. There's money in everything. It's just a matter of how creative do you want to get when it comes to it and staying ahead of the curve. Um, I know that, uh, you know, I'll just use a recent scenario in my family. I encouraged my mother to sell her house for probably the past year and she had it for 40 years and she raised me in it and i told her i was like mom just move in with me like i'm in my late 30s i'm not married no kids just move in with me right like and she threw it on the market and i think march which was pretty much the tippity top before the uh, interest rates went up 
And in Connecticut, I don't know the exact numbers, but where I am, it's the average median house is probably high threes, 400. Mm -hmm. And immediately she had $60,000 over asking price and and closed, closed within, I think, 48 hours. I, I might be wrong, 72 hours, something like that. But the the real estate market, whether the, the asset class is really the area of focus, right? And um, your asset class is dirt. Is there like a proper way of saying it? Like, how is it set? I like to say dirt, man. Dirt yeah. and trees, dude. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's it's it shocks the when you, when you tell somebody like that, it shocks them. They're like, you do what? And it mm-hmm. leads them to ask, you know, more interest, more questions. And mm-hmm. yeah, I sell dirt and trees. That's about it. The, the interesting part about that is uh, over the years, I've really locked in on some areas that I would invest in when it comes to dirt and trees, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the green and the white mountains in Vermont and in New Hampshire. And I was like, I don't know anything about all of this, but it's so cheap. And I started to see like drastic price differences in lots of land. And I'm not talking like five acres, I'm talking like 500 acres, right? Um, Like crazy shit. So I can like have a self-sustaining facility, which I'm sure you're familiar with, uh, an airstrip, um, things of that nature. But um, the biggest differences that I noticed in those two areas while I was really looking at land was timber, meaning the properties had like, the properties had cash flow. It's just a matter of how and what it is. So a lot of these properties in Vermont specifically, they've already been farms. The trees are like 100 years old or whatever, like 120 years old, and they're ripe for timber or they're maple syrup. Mm-hmm. And like there's these like side businesses within the lots of land that really dictate the price that I had no clue on. I'm like, I don't understand why this like 10 acres is like half a million. And this 10 acres is like, or this hundred acres is half a million. I don't get the difference. And then I started to, then I started to understand the differences just from being somewhat savvy. So was, is that like a learning curve that you had to understand or run into? Can you tell us about how you learned the industry? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and the, some of the smaller properties are going to be the same price as a larger property. They'll have utilities on the property. It'll be all ready for a single family home. For, uh, those are definitely higher price properties. Those bigger ones that don't have, you know, they're a little bit lower priced. And you're like, why is that so much lower? Um, it's typically because there's no, there's no utilities. Maybe there's a road to get to the property, but it's just vacant, raw land. Um, and if you think about it though, and if you're an investor, I would go for the, the, the property with the raw land. Mm-hmm. all the options you have with that raw land, you can rent it out to hunters. I mean, what about that? You know, you can lease that property. Hey guys, you know, um, I have every weekend for the next, during the season, you know, X amount of dollars, X amount of people, you can hunt there. Um, think about that for cash flow. Like you said, maple syrup, you can log the place. Um, you know, you can do glamping, glamping. That's Huge. so crazy. Huge. Same with yurts. Yurts, it's insane. And if you have 100 acres, put four yurts on there. You'll never see them. You could be there the whole time camping. You'd never see those yurts. They'd be so far away. You know, there's so many options you can do with just simple raw vacant land other than just selling it. Um, It took me a long time to realize that. I mean, I had, when I first started land, I mean, I'll I'll take you back just a little bit with how I kind of 
got into it. Yeah. Yeah. Explain it to me. Yeah. So I was like a, um, well, fast forward to the day before I started, I guess I was kind of a serial entrepreneur, you know, I had, and I tried all kinds of bizarre things. Um, not only the, 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 the regular ones, I tried insurance sales. I tried to be a personal trainer. Um, professional fighting was a thing. Uh, I, um, I also tried, so check this out. I tried this, this company, me and a guy were like, uh, he got pulled over. He had a speeding ticket that he never paid. They took him to jail on that. So he had, he had a warrant, he had a bench warrant. So they took him to jail. He comes, gets out of jail. He says, uh, he said, we got to fix this, man. There's no, that, that should never happen. I'm like, you know what, man, you're right. So we worked with all these vendors and we, we, we never had, this company never got off the ground, but this was the, uh, the idea. We were going to put credit card readers in police cars. We'll develop software so that you can run a card as you get pulled over, pays your ticket, you're done, right? Genius idea. I, I thought anyway. Um, but there's a reason we're not talking about my credit card business and we're talking yeah, about dirt. You're cutting, you're cutting the courts out. They probably Dude, were like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and the nobody wants their cops to be cashiers. That was the, the thing too. They were like, dude, I don't, my cops aren't going to be cashiers. Nobody wants to, you know, sign a receipt. That's not what they do. They go out and fight crime. So I was like, yeah, I get it. So we, we tried and tried and tried, man. I would, I'd be up all night, every night, uh, emailing, calling people, uh, different jurisdictions, different cities, counties, city managers, police chiefs. It, it, it was, a. I could understand. I, I got it. And I didn't, I was so new to the whole industry. I was just working really hard. That was the idea. I'm just going to mm -hmm. out. I'm just going to work so hard. Someone will eventually take me. Didn't mm -hmm. work out, but anyway, I digress. So that's pretty cool though. That's pure <laughs> entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yeah. See, but here's the thing too, about entrepreneurship is that failed. All of them failed up to where we're at now, which is perfect, which, which is hard for like the new guy to understand, yeah. you know, um, they all think, you see a, you see Instagram, you see the guy selling crypto uh, and I'm getting way off topic here, but no, um, no roll, roll. You're good. <laughs> so the guy, you know, he's selling crypto and he's 22 years old and he's a, he makes $10 million a, a month or something to that effect. And if it's real, exactly. Maybe it's real. Maybe it's not, but that same guy then will jump into the, let's say he tries to sell insurance and it doesn't work and he's failing miserably and he quits because he says it doesn't work. None of this works. And he goes off and he quits and he's never, never tries again. Um, but this is just to prove to you that you've got, you will fail. You know, the first five endeavors may not work. They might work. Your first thing may be a, you know, you may figure out how to, you may have built, I don't know, Apple may have been your first invention or your first uh, endeavor. But, it, it, you know, if it doesn't work out, just keep trying and work super, super hard. Like do all the things, get a mentor, get a coach uh, study, um, learn. And if you fail, move on quickly and move on to the next thing quickly. Uh, and then do the exact same thing there too. get a mentor, get a coach, learn, train, get as good as you possibly can. Uh, and eventually you're, you know, it's going to work. Um, so anyway, I was an entrepreneur, uh, I was a serial entrepreneur. I had done direct sales at, for a while and I was selling vitamins pretty much. Uh, so I had, uh, about 1200 bucks in an envelope. And I just got somebody to pay me. And so I was like, uh, my buddy says, Hey man, you should invest in real estate. And I was like, I know nothing about real estate. I have no idea how to buy and sell houses. He goes, Oh no, no, go to Detroit. Detroit's the way to go. You can buy a house for a buck. You can buy a house for a dollar. And I was like, really, you can buy a house for a dollar. So I went online where, you know, where you go when you're like, 
I can't fix my toilet. I can't fix the window. Uh, you go to YouTube, right? When you want to learn anything, you go to YouTube. So I went to YouTube and I'm like, how do you invest in Detroit? And so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm typing away and trying to learn Such how to invest. Such a crazy tool. And I don't mean to sidetrack you. Such a crazy tool. YouTube. Serious. I mean, that, that, that YouTube will teach you fucking any skill in life. Isn't that crazy? Think about when we were kids, you would have to go to the library and go, what's it, the Dewey Decimal System? You'd have to go through and learn, find a book on everything. We had the Britannica Encyclopedia Collection. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that was your home library. Yeah, I remember that, like having to go through and find it. Yeah. And and there was no like a keyword, like searching a keyword or anything. There was an index. But you were saying, you, okay, so you were saying you're on, and I didn't mean to sidetrack you, you're no, no, on you're YouTube, good. you're trying to figure yeah. out how to fucking invest in Detroit and not get shot in the face. Yeah, man. So all of a sudden I, I see this guy and he's got a video and he's like, you buying, you know, buy and sell vacant land. And um, I get about halfway through the video and you know how we are, man. I'm like, fuck it. I can do this, man. I'm only halfway through the video, but I know what I'm doing. So I go on Zillow and, uh, and I contact, I see two properties just about two hours south of me. They cost 550 bucks a piece. Sorry, sorry. No, they cost, sorry, sorry. They cost $1,100 a piece, right? Imagine tiny little squares of dirt in a subdivision that was never developed two hours south of me. Now, remind mind you, I have 1200 bucks in an envelope, right? Yeah. So I contact this guy and I'm like, all right, I know each of them are 1100 bucks. I'm about halfway through this guy's teaching video, right? So I'm, I, I know about just about enough that you're supposed to lowball these guys. So I say, how about this? I'll give you 1100 bucks for both of them. And he's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> I was like, I was like, really? I was like, he's like, yeah. I was like, okay, well, at this point, what do I do? Like, where do I go from here? Like, I have no, I didn't get far enough into this video where you learn how to like do this. Yeah, stuff, you landed right? the deal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know nothing. So I'm like, he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, don't sweat it. I'll take care of it all. Send me a check. Um, I'll do the deed and all that. All right, man. So I sent him a check, which is kind of weird, just sending a guy a check. And um, so I sent it to him. He got the deed recorded. And, uh, and that was it. Um, a week, I, I think it took me two weeks to sell each of those, uh, each of those properties. I sold them for, I think, three times what I paid, which is not a killing, but it's proof of concept. And you can absolutely see how this, how this yeah. works. Oh, yeah. This is insane. Yep. Um, so, yeah, uh, that kind of... That, that got me started. That's where everything kind of like just began. Uh, after that, man, I would just, uh, I, I finished the video that I, I, I started and I watched them all and I watched more and I learned more. And, um, and the vast majority of time, you're going to learn from failing. You're going to learn by just asking people questions. It's just the day-to-day grind. You know, you got to be consistent. You got to show up every day. You got to be working. Half the battle. And- Absolutely. Yeah. You got to learn too. You have to like, you know, if there's something you don't know, cool, let's find out. Let's find the answer. I don't know the answer, but I'm going to find it. Um, and that's kind of where I went uh, uh, every single day. I'd be learning new things, calling people. Uh, Facebook was a great tool because I'd meet people who also did what I did. And I'd say, Hey man, I have no idea what I'm doing in this County for this specific area. What do I do? And they'll tell you the, the mo- most people will tell you most people that are at a, at a higher level than you, will help. You just got to ask. Uh, so yeah, I got bigger and better and um, grew. And, and that's kind of where I'm at now. How long ago was that Detroit? Uh, about seven and a half years ago. 
so you've basically been investing and reinvesting the entire time. Every, every almost most of it, I'd say 80 to 90% gets reinvested, but yeah. 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 That's, a, that's about where I'm at. About 90, 95% gets reinvested. And, and regardless of seven years or 14 years, that's what it takes to grow. You, you know, especially if you start off like you and I, where we're not going to take loans from anybody, we're just going to use yeah. our own capital. You just have to throw your back against the wall, show up every day and constantly reinvest and yeah. know that everything will work out. And the interesting part about it is we're kind of quickly going past the meat and potatoes of, of how this is done, which is you just got to show up. Yeah. Like, and think about it too, you're if you're doing. new, that was, 50, that, I spent 1100 bucks. That's all I had. Right. It was just showing up and working. It wasn't a, right. my dad didn't give me any money. I didn't have some great degree. Uh, I didn't have anything really. It was mm-hmm. just like, ah, you know what? I didn't even finish the video. I'm just going to show up and, and work and figure this thing out and, um, you know, and, and make it happen. It's going to happen too. You got to be like, uh, you got to be focused too. It's, it's, this is going to happen. There's, there's, there's no way around it. I'm going to make this happen. You have a background in jujitsu, right? Uh, mainly, so, so training jujitsu, but um, I, most of my fights were boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai. Okay. Um, I had a lot of Muay Thai and kickboxing fights. About 50. Oh, okay. So will you, Jesus. So will you, <laughs> we'll use, uh, we'll use uh, striking as the yeah. example, not jujitsu. So I, so I, I, I know how to strike. I've striked but I'm, I love ground. Right. Yeah. So I'll just flip it around. Like you're the opposite way. So like, I did like jujitsu competitions for about a, about a few years. Um, and then I would train on and on, uh, with, with the guys, basically with the MMA guys, you know? Right. Right. MMA jujitsu is different than pure jujitsu. Oh yeah. Totally. And, and the interesting part about it is like, whether it's boxing or jujitsu, we'll, we'll use boxing in this case, like, I didn't know. I mean, I, I like knew how to street fight before I got mm-hmm. involved, um, but I didn't know anything about boxing. And the interesting yeah. part about it was I just showed up and what I really had to work on and had to work on the entire time for the years that I did it was my footwork. You know, it's just having to move my feet faster yeah. and faster and faster. I'm a big dude. I'm not, I'm, you know, carrying 220 of like, primarily muscle i'm flat on my feet you know and trying to get on my toes and step and move and so on and so forth but i didn't know it and i just showed up every single night worked on my footwork and then when it got to the point to where the coach was like okay chris you could start sparring i got lit the fuck up but <laughs> af- you know what i mean but, yes. af- but after a while of just showing up every day and getting literally punched in the face um, you start landing back and you start countering back and you start dropping people back. And, um, it's the same thing in business. It's the same thing in jujitsu in the beginning as a white belt, you don't know what the hell is going on and you're getting arm bars ripped and guillotines and rear naked chokes. And you're just a test yes. dummy. And then after, after maybe, I don't know, maybe a year or two years, you could be standing first place on a podium. If you just show up every day Absolutely. and it's, it's the same thing with business. And I like that you mentioned that. And I just wanted to touch on how important that aspect of building a business and a brand is. And speaking of brands, I love your brand. Did you just get those hats in? Dude, I just got these hats. It's I love kind of it. Crooked here. It's kind of crooked. Um, yeah, so I got, I guess just got some hats in, uh, land life hats. It's kind of land life is the, the podcast, the, um, 
the, I don't necessarily have a coaching program yet. I do have, I will coach people under, um, for, for vacant land, but, um, but it's mainly the podcast, you know, I got a podcast now and I had, had you on it, it actually gets released tomorrow. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I know. It's exciting. So make sure you tag me. Oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I yeah, could, definitely want to tag share it. You always want to tag Chris Warren's in something, man. He's got, he's got all the followers. <laughs> he's got all the good stuff. So not really. <laughs> no, so, I, I'm, we're being modest. So go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So land life is the, uh, you know, the brand and, um, uh, it's only really got started this year. My, my kids used to make fun of me all the time. They'd say, uh, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be talking, I'd always get so excited. Like you can tell I'm a, I'm a pretty excitable guy. Yeah. Especially you got high energy. What's yeah. that? You got high energy. Yeah. Yeah. So dude, when I get on a roll, man, I, I honestly, I, it's tough to stop. I got to like slow myself down. So, um, my kids would, I, I, they'd come home and I'd be like, I got this great deal. Like, this is cool. Cool. This property has this it's on, you know, we got a mountain, we got some animals out there. It's, it's going to be awesome. And my kids would always look at me like land life, land life, dad, land life. And so I was like, I was like, ah, you know what? Honestly, that's kind of cool. That's kind of a thing. I like that. So I would, they would hashtag me land life when they would Facebook message me or, or Instagram mm. or all this as kind of a joke. Ah. Like it was initially, it started as, as like, just, they were making, they're messing with me. Um, and so, yeah, they get all the credit for, for developing the name land life. But, uh, I, I was like, you know what, that's, that's a really good idea. And so I just started rolling with it. Ah, uh, that's cool. Which was it all your kids or just one of them? Uh, no, really all of them. I mean, probably my oldest, I would imagine was the one who initiated it all. But after she said it, they were all like, they were all about it. All three of them. Yeah, I got three girls, man. <laughs> yeah dude seriously 15 almost 17 and 22 wow so my, old, my oldest so we had all, a birthday they're yesterday. all women i'm oh, sorry they're all women yes yes they are How, yes they are been? very opinionated women <laughs> i'm basically a security guard at this point oh i can imagine dude i, I have i control the house i make sure everyone's safe the cars are running um you know, there's no trouble. No one breaks in. That's kind of my job now. They do all, they, they're in charge of everything. I'm just, do you at least have like a male dog or cat or something? Yes. I have That's two good. male dogs. That's good. Um, the downside is they're mini schnauzers. And so they're kind of uh, like yippy dogs. Yeah, <laughs> They're my boys. So I, uh, yes, yeah. I do have, I have two boys uh, yeah. that, that, that keep me kind of keep the testosterone level a little higher. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> needed. <laughs> Absolutely. This is you being, you're repaying your debts from growing Dude. up as a young man. You've been blessed with three daughters. I'm being punished. I, I, I it's, it, this is God telling me, um, Hey man, uh, <laughs> remember all that stuff you did when you were young. All right. Well, guess what? Now you have to take care of three girls and you have to make sure they're safe. Mm -hmm. Nothing happens financially. You got to mm -hmm. support them all. I'm like, ah, oh, all right, all right, all right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's God's way of, uh, of laughing at me a little bit but it's a blessing right it's a blessing absolutely you, you've been giving yeah. the opportunity to provide for raise yeah. coach mentor father you know husband your family and yeah, I'm, I'm joking when i say it's it's, well, it's a course. punishment it's a of no it, it's awesome man I mean, i've been married for 22 years Jeez. you know so 
my wife and I, crazy enough, I have a 22 year old and I've been married for 22 years. That's another story too. Um, you know, <laughs> sounds about right. It sounds yeah, the, the numbers work yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, um, but here's the thing though, you know, if, if, if life is a little bit of a challenge at first, stick it out, man, you're going to make it work. Just stick it out. Keep working, keep moving forward. Uh, and Great. you'll end up the beautiful family a nice house and, you know, all kinds of good things happening for you. Yeah, that grit that you're talking about is like, I think it's lost a little in mm -hmm. not only in American culture, but like Western culture. Absolutely. Um, it's almost like um, it's this is my observation. It seems like the grittiness of not only Americans, but Western Western culture, Western society is has almost been leaving Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, and I think it's like the byproduct of a lot of, um, <clears throat> movements that have come, uh, over the past couple of centuries specifically. And, yeah. um, you know, now, um, it, it, specifically my generations, I'm technically a millennial, right? They call me a zillennial. I guess there's like <laughs> a sub, a subsection from 75 to 85. Yeah. Uh, but, but I call it a millennial, right? And, um, there's, there's not a lot of grittiness and, um, um, like depth of <clears throat> like being married to something, let alone a human or an idea or a business. And, you know, I, I had a, um, I actually had an interview prior to this and I, I was talking to someone who's 30 years into entrepreneurship and she got, she got fucking smashed in the face twice prior to 10 a.m. And and she's like, I just need to vent. Can we talk a little bit? And I was like, talk, Absolutely. you know, but the point the point that it comes down to is it's so easy to quit, right? Mm -hmm. It's so easy to quit, whether it's business, life, relationships, building a brand, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but the hard part is the grittiness of making it work like that's where the growth is whether it's your marriage whether it's your business whether it's your brand whatever it is that the grittiness what you're talking about is something that i believe um all of us could learn more of and do better of which in turn would make everything that we do more prosperous more abundant and and full of growth which in turn grows the economy and grows the country and grows each other and we have a global economy i mean look yep. china shut down it fucking knocked out a bunch of markets and in turn uh grows the world um and i'm, I'm going very far-fetched here and philosophical as a as i'm a young philosopher but yeah i just wanted to accent how important that grittiness point is that you brought up yeah I, and, and i i listened to um I watched a video Ray Dalio made the other day. I don't right. know if you've seen it. Have you seen that? Mm -hmm. the, the new video, he talks about kind of the downfall of, of this country um, or, or, or where we're headed based on history, based on uh, statistics that he, he'd researched. And, and it, wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a bitch session. It was him saying, you know, this is kind of where we're headed and here's why and here's how we can fix it. And a lot of it was we need to be grittier. We need to be nicer to each other. We need to be more of a team. Um, I think it's really easy and it's almost champion these days to quit. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you get a lot of, um, you get a lot of kudos if life sucks. 
You know, you get a lot of, uh, oh, it's okay. It's, it's going to be all right. Dude, you and I grew up in a time where that was not the cool thing to do. Uh, and to think, think about when our, our fathers, our grandparents, they grew up in a time where you, you tough things out because you did the right thing. That was the, the difficult thing was typically the right thing to do. You know, you had to get up. You, a lot of our grandparents built their own homes. You know, they built a house. They found wood and built a house. Uh, you know, our fathers were in, in wars and, um, you know, they were involved in things that were very difficult. Right now, it's very easy to not be gritty. You know, it's, it's, um, uh, it, it's just not, it's not a, I don't know how to say it. It's not a cool thing to do right now. You know, you and I grew up, who were the popular people out there? What were the people we looked to? Rocky Balboa, you know, movies like Rocky. Where the guy had, he was down on his luck. Life was tough, and he still figured out a way to become, I guess, successful or, or, or to yes, to win. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, we had uh, Hulk Hogan as mm-hmm. as, a, as a wrestler. You know, he would be down and he'd kind of come back, and and then he'd win the match at the end. Um, nowadays, that's just not cool. It's it's super hip to like to have a rough life, to be a little bit softer, a little bit weaker. Um, you know, I think that, that, that may be something we should, uh, you know, as, as leaders too, we need to pass that on to people. Hey, you know, I know it seems better right now to take the easy route. It's a little bit easier. You can go sit on the couch. You can rest a little bit, but, uh, long-term this ain't going to work, man. You know, and, and guys like us need to figure out ways though. I mean, you probably already have, uh, of, of, of encouraging the youth to be tougher, be grittier, um, find those difficult situations, put yourself in those difficult situations and win, you know, don't quit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I think, I'm sorry, did I cut you off? No, 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 no. I, I think you're right. And I, I, I believe that you, we humans, men, women, everybody can incorporate not only being gritty, but also being soft, right? Like, Mm-hmm. If someone's having a hard time or failing or, you know, they need to sit down on the couch, metaphorically speaking, it's okay to be gritty, but be soft and be like, you know what? It might not seem like everything's going to be okay right now. Let's just, let's just back off the gas pedal. All right. Let's just take a seat for a second. Let's regroup. Everything's going to be okay. It's yeah. going to be okay. You know what? Tomorrow is a new day. Let's start again tomorrow take the rest of the day off or whatever the situation is. And that's a part of leadership. That's a part of coaching. That's a part of being gritty, which is also being soft, which is being meeker, milder when it's needed, especially when you're in leadership. Yeah. I think if you have the ultimate goal of winning, I guess in that case, yeah, it's, it is nothing wrong with taking time back. Uh, and, and regrouping, I guess, to get the, the final result. Um, I think I, I'm, I'm concerned, though, that today that that rest is the goal. It's mm-hmm. that's the thing. You know, the rest and the and the easing off is the thing. And it never comes out of that. So having someone like you, uh, Chris, that can say, hey, take your time. You know, I understand you're going through difficult times, but but here's the here's where we're going. You know, and then after the rest, you get up and you go back after it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if you fuck it up then too, okay. Regroup, replan, start over kind of like your first few ventures, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like anything else. And like you said, with like jujitsu, uh, mar- you know, martial arts, um, you know, you're going to take lumps and you got to recover. 
you know, recovery mm-hmm. is important too. Uh, it's just, you can't sit on recovery. You can't live in recovery land. Uh, you know, you got to get back out there and sharpen your tools. Yep. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> speaking of tools. Yeah. Um, social media is a tool. And I think many people might not understand that. And speaking of social media and being a tool, I think it would be vitally important that anyone who lands with you, PJ, and your message should definitely check you out on social media. If you want to plug yourself, do you want to, do you want to plug yourself for us? Love. Uh, I would love to let everybody know where they can find me. You got a podcast first and foremost, which is fantastic. Why don't you start there? Okay, guys. So the podcast is Land Life. Shocking. I know. Uh, Land Life is the name of the podcast. Guys, check that out. Um, if you like the podcast, uh, if you think it's it brings value to you, you know, leave comments, re- you know, reviews, all that good stuff. But check it out either way. I think the my goal for that thing is to help guys that were like like me that were in a in a situation where you know, you, you really weren't hitting a ton of success, you know, things were tough. And, and I like the fact that there's, that I'm able to now interview guys like you, Chris, that can sh- show people what's possible out there. You know, a lot of people don't even know what's possible. So uh, that's the point of my podcast. Every nice. single episode will have to have something where, uh, you know, where your average guy and gal, you the, the, the single mom who's, who's like, ah, this is, this is rough, man. How do I get out of this hole? Um, it's, it's for those people, you know, I want them, I want there to be more things out there that show you those possibilities so you can grow and just get better. Um, so that's the land life uh, podcast. And you can find that iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, go to YouTube, look me up, uh, land life, um, on there. Uh, make sure you subscribe, subscribe. Yes. See, see, Chris is, Chris is the the guy, man. He's reps, dude, just reps, you know, always doing it. I can tell. I can tell. Yeah. You're, you're a good dude, man. Um, but uh, yeah. So uh, Facebook, PJ Riley on Facebook. I do. I seem to get a lot of everything comes through Facebook. Um, maybe it's Same. my age, my age of my friends, age of the people it's, we're working it's, with. It's our demographic. Yeah. Yeah. So that uh, Instagram land life, PJ Riley is either. I have both, uh, you know, accounts for both. Um, I, I buy and sell vacant land. So uh, the, the name of our, our website is Wholesale Land USA. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where you can find me. I'm pretty much on every social media platform. I really stink at TikTok. Uh, I'm not, Snapchat is not, ain't going to work. I, I, I have don't not touched Snapchat yet. My kids are doing it. I, I got nothing. Right, right. So, uh, maybe TikTok. Next time we talk, I'll be like, I'll have a TikTok thing up and running. But <laughs> for now, it's Instagram, Facebook. It's, it's, got, bi- it's got big organic reach. That's for sure. Yeah. But so, do, so does LinkedIn, which would probably be more for your demographic. I'm on LinkedIn too. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we know where to find you. Facebook, Instagram, podcast, YouTube, LinkedIn. Uh, before we go, um, cause I, cause, cause dude, I gotta go work out. You understand? Yes. I gotta, I gotta get my foam rolling in. I gotta get my foam rolling. I gotta get my cardio in and then I gotta get my stretching. in. that's my, that's my, that's my thing. Foam roll, exercise, stretch, sometimes dynamic stretch, foam roll, exercise, static stretch. Hmm. We could do a whole different podcast on that. Um, if you could, uh, could, if you could do me one favor before, um, you leave, um, 
it would be this, assuming that you'll do a favor for me. Could <laughs> you give me and everyone listening that is looking for a piece of advice from someone who's experienced, uh, not necessarily in your industry, but is experienced, mm -hmm. what would you tell us? Yeah, so I thought about this a little bit, and um, it kind of goes along with what we've already spoken about. I didn't anticipate speaking about it in, in the podcast, but um, guys, if I must uh, speak specifically, say that 10 times fast, to, to guys out there, um, guys, pass on your, your wisdom, you know, pass on the things you've learned. E even if you think it's irrelevant, it's not that exciting, pass it on. The next generation needs to hear it. They, I, I don't think we're talking enough to young men out there and giving them advice and passing things on to them. Hey man, even if it's, if it's nothing exciting, you don't have to be a weightlifter, a professional fighter, you know, pass on your information, your advice, the things you've gone through. Cause you remember when you were a young guy, you didn't know anything. Mentorship. Absolutely. Be a mentor, be help, help young men out so that, uh, you know, the future uh, of this country can, really, really get to where we want it to be. Excellent. I <clears throat> um, didn't see that coming. And that is <laughs> that is excellent, excellent advice. Um, Thank you. You're absolutely right. Uh, this generation specifically, you can turn it around to the women speaking to women too. Sure, um, sure. I'm a, I'm a little I'm optimistic, but I'm a little scared for the next 30 years. Uh, yeah. This this generation got definitely a good kick to the you know what, to say the least, yeah. but uh, yeah. you're right, man. And, and again, I appreciate your time. You did a fantastic job and you know that if there's anything I could do to help you, you just reach out to me and I got you. Uh, you're awesome, Chris. I really appreciate you, man. You're, you're a good dude, man. Yeah. It takes one to know one. <laughs> Thanks dude. Yeah, man. And uh, I'll catch you next time. All right. Absolutely. A anytime, man. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Well, I'm born. My tribe that flows in layers. Right now, Fife is a point sayer. At times, I'm a studio conveyor. Mr. Dinkins.